Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. I'm your host, Candy Washington, and I'm honored to help you lead a more joyful life. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, The Lux Life, be sure to subscribe to our channel and like this video. Before we dive into today's episode, which I'm super excited about, be sure to join our seven-day Level Up Your Life Challenge. Everything is linked below in the show notes and in the description box. We kick off on March 1st but when you sign up for the challenge, you get immediate access to our Lux Life VIP group, or you get self-care, self-love, manifestation, resources. You get access to our supportive community, and you also get access to all of the challenges that we will be doing throughout the year. So be sure to sign up, sign up, and you'll also get a free copy of our Journey to Self-Love journal. So there are tons of freebies and bonuses that you get. So be sure to check it out in the link below and reach out to me if you have any questions. So now that we have all of our housekeeping out of the way, I am so honored to introduce Zahara Mahoon to our show. So welcome, Zara. And I just wanted to let everyone know how accomplished you are. So she is the owner of Unlimited Life, which provides law of attraction strategies for a happy and successful life. She has written 12 books on the subject, which I think is just so admirable and super exciting. And she's also the creator of the Unlimited 40-Day Law of Attraction Workout and the Unlimited Universe Mastermind. I think all of us could use a little bit of that in our lives. Actually, I think all of us could use a lot of that in our lives. So welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey, how you sort of, you know, came to find the law of attraction and also in your own words, how do you define what the law of attraction is? Sure. Um, Really easy answer. I messed up big time. (laughs) I had nowhere to go, nowhere to hide and didn't have any money. And so law of attraction was the only solution I could purchase because it didn't cost anything. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was out there, it was on YouTube, and I could have access. <laughs> so literally, literally yeah. things were in a really bad place. Yes. And so that's how I came upon law of attraction. Um, fun part is when I started using law of attraction consciously, I was able to improve things at first. Mm-hmm. And then I made them a lot worse. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I made lots of mistakes with law of attraction. It is not as easy as it seems on the surface. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I got things, some things right. And then I was like, okay, there doesn't seem to be any consistency with this. So I've got to figure it out so that 
I can be consistent with my results. And that journey of making tons of mistakes is uh, what resulted in my talking about it. Yeah. And when I talked about it, people started asking me questions. Next thing you know, I was swamped with people needing my help. And so it just kind of naturally evolved. It was never something that I focused on and I decided I was going to do. Mm -hmm. It just happened. I love that. It's almost like you attracted your path. Yes. Through the mistakes that you made. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So what was the what was the formula or what was the the bridge between, you know, practicing law of attraction, having it work, getting what you wanted, but then kind of getting that purge where things went wrong? How are you able to create a like a consistent system to use the law of attraction? I approached it like a scientist because that's my background. I'm an analyst, I'm a scientist. I have a uh, I'm a microbiologist by training and a stock analyst. So it's it's an interesting combination of skills, but that's who I am. I take things apart and I figure out how they work. So I did the same thing with law of attraction. Not at first. At first, I just took it and I used it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I started making mistakes with it, I was like, okay, wait a second. There are things that I am missing, obviously, that I need to fix. So I systematized it. I just did a study of what made it work and what made it not work. Mm -hmm. And then I documented it. And, And I said, okay, it has to be something that works every time. If it's guesswork, then there's no difference between this and prayer. I mean, mean, sometimes prayers work and sometimes they don't work. And, you know, like, what is the difference? (laughs) What were some of the biggest mistakes that you found in law of attraction? The biggest mistake I found in using law of attraction was wanting an outcome. That Mm -hmm. you want things to work out precisely, exactly one way and being uh, looking for those results. I, I, I call it what Dr. Wayne Dyer used to call it attachment to the outcome. Right. Mm-hmm. When you have attachment to the outcome, you push the results away. And so with me, because I had so many things I wanted to fix in my life, I had big time attachment to the outcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to let that go if you're going to have law of attraction work for you. So that was one, but actually I made 15 really major mistakes. (laughs) And like I said, I documented them. So I wrote this book called Manifesting Mistakes. I love it. And it it has all 15 of them listed. The other thing that I couldn't figure out for the life of me, took me the longest time is one does when, when does one take action and when does one sit and do nothing? Mm. That was a big one, you know, like, because it seemed yeah. to me when uh, I was reading uh, literature and listening to people teach law of attraction, that there were some people who said, don't take action. And then there were others saying, well, nothing's going to happen if you don't take action. So... <laughs> Right. I mean, and that includes it includes Dr. Wayne Dyer, because Dr. Wayne Dyer was big time about action. And then Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks is okay. don't act. So (laughs) 
and and then if you watch the secret movie you just have to meditate and then things will land at your doorstep so i'm like <laughs> all right guys i mean get it right which is yeah. it either you act or you don't act and what did um, you find to be your sweet spot for for acting or not acting i found that the answer lies in where you are emotionally mm-hmm. exactly yeah so the distinction between when to act and when not to act comes from how are you feeling? If you're not feeling good, if you're in a place of fear or anxiety, that's not the time to act because you're really not thinking clearly at that time. Mm-hmm. So you have to get over the fear and anxiety and think with a clear head, then act. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. That, that's oh, yeah. it. No, I was going to say you're, you're exactly right, because I think that's what they call inspired action. When exactly. it's, it's when you, when you know that what you're doing is rooted in love and knowing that it's rooted and knowing that you are divinely supported rather yes. than it being rooted in anxiety or fear or a scarcity lack. Like if I don't act, it won't happen. Exactly. And, th- and that's the emotion of control, right? You're that's still right. trying to control the outcome that you talked mm-hmm. about um, through being attached to exactly. it. And so that's it's right. through the, the meditation, it's through the quieting the mind that you connect back to your intuition, to source, universe, God, divinity, whatever people. It's interesting with, you bring that up because I investigated that. Okay. I, 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 I investigated that. I, okay. I ran some experiments with that. Okay. My puppy agrees. She <laughs> says, yes, you did. <laughs> uh, she's chipping in there. Um, so here's what I found. I found that you cannot meditate your problems away. Mm-hmm. Because meditation is a patch. It's mm-hmm. literally a patch. And the effect of that patch does not last if you're not doing the thinking work alongside of it. Mm -hmm. So you really have to do a combination. So the way I teach law of attraction, I tell my students that there are only two basic tools in law of attraction. One is thinking. The other one is meditation. Meditation is the absence of thought and thinking Mm -hmm. is obviously thinking. (laughs) So... So, so the two, the two tools have to be used in combination. If you use one and you don't use the other, you don't get, you don't get results that will stick. See, here's the thing. I was looking for consistency. And if you only do the meditation, which I did, and if you only do the, uh, the thinking work, which I also did, Mm -hmm. it does not last. It does not stick. It's not consistent. So you have to have a combination of different tools in order to get you what you, in order to get you to a place where you become a powerful, deliberate creator, where you manifest with, you have this confidence about manifesting. Mm -hmm. That's where you want to get to. And so that's where I created the 40 day uh, workout. That's how it was born. It's a combination of those two things. And they're built into exercises that if you do them for 40 days, you get results. I love that. And then just for all of us listening, can you define what you mean by thinking? Because I think that we might have different ideas of what that means. I think we know what the meditation part is, but do you want to break down the thinking part for us? 
The thinking part is, so a lot of times people feel that they are thinking when they are considering a problem, but in reality, we are thinking all the time. Mm -hmm. There is not a single minute, second, when you're not thinking, your mind is always working just like your heart is always working. It's going to work as long as you're breathing. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're focused on or paying attention to, wherever you're looking, whatever you're focused on, you're thinking about it. And sometimes what happens is people are doing something with their hands, but that's not where their focus is. Right. That's where they go off on autopilot and they don't realize where they are in their thoughts. Mindfulness is the solution to that. Mindfulness is being present. Yes. Be present with whatever it is that you're doing. If you're cooking and you've cooked a million times, you still need to be present. If you're driving and you've driven a million times, you still need to be present. If you are driving and at the same time you're thinking about all the things that you need to do or the problems that you need to solve, mm -hmm. then you're off somewhere else. And that's the period when people lose track of whether they're being negative or positive, and they, they do a mixture of being negative and being positive. Mm -hmm. and, and because you do a mixture, then you get mixed results. Yeah, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was gonna that's say, it. I, I love that. And like, I think thinking and consciousness and mindfulness also is the foundation of our self-talk. Like yes. how do we talk to ourselves? What is our relationship to ourselves? And I also think a part of that is self-concept. Like exactly like you said, being mindful. Like throughout my day, am I saying, oh my God, I'm so stupid. I always forget stuff. Exactly. Or you walk by the mirror and you're like, oh, I really need to lose those five pounds and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And you just sort of get on this automatic default, self-limiting belief mind loop. So you're right, you could be meditating and doing all this stuff, but if your core belief system, if the way in which you believe about yourself, the way you view yourself is negative, then that's when you get the hot and cold manifestation results and that's when yes. you don't get the consistency of it. Yes, and it's being absolutely. deliberate on how you choose to treat yourself and to think of yourself and what your self-concept is. So do you want to talk a little bit about how self-concept and your self-talk plays into being able to get to that place, like you said, with meditating plus thinking equals consistent manifestation results. All of it is thinking. Yeah. Like I said, you can't stop thinking. Yeah. So what you have to do is you have to train your mind. Stella agrees. <laughs> yeah, hi Stella. You have to train your mind to have a different default. So if you can train your mind to be positive by default, then even when you do go off on autopilot, it's not such a big deal. So that training is what we need to do. And the issue comes from how we grew up and what we learned to do when we were uh, very young, because that determines Stella, Stella. <laughs> Sit. Good girl. Aww. Mommy's ready with some treats. 
um, so you see, when we are young, we learn how to look at the world. Mm-hmm. Here, Stella, we look at we look at the world either through the glass half half full or the glass half empty. And if we don't do anything to change it, then that's programmed into us and it stays that way. That's what, that's the programming that controls our subconscious mind. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, here's what happened with me. I, I had this really massive realization one day. And the realization was, if I'm not getting the results that I want to get in life, that means I'm the only one who thinks I'm positive. <laughs> and I encounter this problem. I encounter this problem with so many people when I'm coaching and I'm helping clients. I encounter this problem so many times because they'll come to me and they'll say, I was happy and I, I'm so positive and I do my journal and I do this and I meditate. How can my life look like this? How, why did this thing happen? Well, it's because you're the only one who thinks that you're positive. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really don't know what it means to be positive. Your definition yeah. of what is positive is wonky and it needs to be explained to you. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where I think people go wrong so many times because they think that they're being positive, but they're not. And I had this realization about me because think about it. If I was really, truly positive, then my life would reflect it. Mm -hmm. If my life is not reflecting it, that means I'm not doing it. Because law of attraction at the end of the day is a law. It works exactly and precisely if you understand what the rules of the law are. So that's when, when I had that realization, I started kind of pulling it apart scientifically to come up with a formula that I could understand, that I could apply every time and get consistent results. And that's what I documented in my book, Thrive. So Thrive is a book with 42 illustrations about how the law of attraction works. And I I discovered what it means to be positive. And if you uh, change your self-talk, then your life should change. Your life, your manifestations are an indication of how good a job you're doing with law of attraction. Yeah. So... What does your life look like? Exactly. And it's like you said, and I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up with uh, manifestation law of attraction because they don't realize that, you know, the 3D, like the reality that we actually are in or living in, is just a reflection of our past thoughts. And so they have to have, again, like that faith and that knowingness that they're doing the work now, there's going, there might be a lag. It doesn't have to be long. You don't have to manifest a long lag, but there will be a lag between the work that they're doing and then what's showing up, but it's having the the faith and the knowingness that I'm changing my reality. I'm changing my thoughts. I'm changing my self-talk. I'm doing the meditations. I'm doing the exercises. I'm doing, you know, 
the, the positive self-talk, I just have to hold on to the belief that it's working, the belief in myself until I see it. I think sometimes when people think of a law of attraction, they think, well, I've been doing my meditation, I've been doing my affirmation, I'm journaling and nothing's working. But it's like, you just haven't seen it yet because what you're seeing now is just what you had already projected. Absolutely. So, yeah. That's so what I, Abraham I, calls momentum. Momentum, Absolutely. exactly. Yeah. And then I think, they then give up and they're like, it doesn't work for me. And yeah. then all of what they built up kind of stops. Yes, you're right. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I totally agree with you. It's like people don't mm-hmm. have enough patience. And you know why? It's exactly. because we become an instant gratification society. Mm-hmm. Somebody sends me an email, they want a response right away. Somebody sends me a DM, they want a response right away. You, you know, like we're like, come on, get yeah. on with it. What right? do you mean I can't have it now? What I just I just did 10, 10 things I'm grateful for. What do you mean I'm not a billionaire? I'm Wait, exactly. I just about? placed an Amazon with uh, exactly. Amazon order and it's yeah. next day delivery. So, you know, universe, where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? Exactly. And it's like, you know, regardless of the age, say you're like 20, say you're 25 or 55 yeah. or six, whatever. Yeah. You've had all of those years of negative and mixed talk. Yes. You think one week of positive is going to wipe all that out? Like you can do quantum leaps, you can get there. But I also think it it goes into what you talked about earlier, the attachment to the outcome. And I think people give up on it so quickly because they're so attached to the outcome when they want it, how they want it now, that they don't give the space for trusting that universe, God, divinity, whatever people want to call it, has the right timing at the right time to bring it to them. So true. But you, you know what? I still find... want to control everything. So they're That's not right. actually letting go. Control issues control. are massive. And you know, me being an A-type personality, I had huge <laughs> control issues. Huge, massive. <laughs> massive <too>. control issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I want it right now. Chop, chop, chop. Come on. Right? And I want it and I want it this way. Exactly. I want it. I want it. It's like it's like you're saying, exactly. like I surrender. I want this, but I want it on this day at this time, looking this way, yes. doing this, and I have to have it. If it doesn't come, this doesn't work. And That's right. Like, then I have my tantrum. And then I've had my tantrum. But it's also like you're saying, like it's the law, so it always works. And I it actually, always works. And I actually believe the same with prayer. I think prayer always it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Prayer it's always thing. works. Yeah. But it's exactly what we're talking about thing. if we're energetically and emotionally still in that control, still in that mixed emotional state, you can pray all you want. But if your actual energy, if your actual frequency and undercurrent and belief system is that I don't have it, it's not mine, I'm not worthy of it, then that's what's going to show up. That's right. You're, you're so always right. going to fulfill the prophecy that you tell about yourself. Here's always. What- and then it's you exactly. say prayer didn't work, but it did. Yeah. Prayer <laughs> works. You see, prayer is the same thing. It's self-talk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, self-talk. it's self-talk. It's the same. Mm-hmm. It's the thinking work. It's the self-talk. It's the vibration. All of that is prayer. I actually wrote a book called How to Pray So That God Listens. And the, fir- the first. that. Yeah. So the first line in that book is every thought is a prayer. God is not a selective oh. listener. Yes. Yes, I got chills because I believe that so much. I believe that so much. And it's always like if you say to God, universe, whatever, I am worthy of this. God, universe says yes. If you say I'm not worthy of this, God, universe says yes. 
Yes, so whatever exactly. it is that you're saying, you're, God right. answer is always yes. Always yes. It's so, always yes. So what right. is it that you're actually asking for? Yeah. And do you actually believe that you have it? Very important what you just said, because mm-hmm. here's what I found is that um, if you learn to do something the wrong way mm-hmm. and you never, ever go and correct yourself, but you keep asking for results, the reason the results are not coming sometimes, sometimes it's because you haven't done enough work because you've got all of this backlog that you need to overcome. But sometimes it's just that you think you're doing the right thing, but you're not. You're actually shooting yourself in the foot. And I find that with visualization and affirmations, Mm -hmm. big time, because when people usually do a visualization, they do it from a place of attachment to the outcome. So, so they, you know, if you're watching the same, if you've created that movie about what you want to accomplish, and you're watching it again, and again, that's actually a complaint. That's Mm -hmm. not going to help. That's not that's not going to bring you closer to what you want. It's going to push you away from what you want. So people don't realize that they're using the tools. These are powerful tools. They are energy-based tools and you're using them wrong. No wonder your life isn't changing. Exactly. And what you said, um, what came up for me was you're, you're exactly right because people will use visualization and affirmations over and over and over again and then it actually creates more resistance because they become attached to that particular outcome but the actual purpose of all of that isn't necessarily to create what you see but it's like the law of attraction also uh, we could talk about the law of assumption too if you want but also the law of assumption it's getting back it's getting into the feeling of having it the embodiment that it's yours and that is what activates the gratitude and the knowingness and the faith. So it's not about like, I want this picture perfect screen that I have in my mind. It's about, I can actually get to the place where I see this for myself. I know what it looks like. I know what it smells like. I know what it tastes like. I, it's getting in the feeling of that you have it and it's already yours. And that's when it goes to like, if you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand, but it's not being beholden to what that image is. It's being beholden to the feeling of love, abundance, and worthiness. And we do these tools to get into that feeling space. And when you feel that you can have it, that's when you get on the vibration. That's when you get on the frequency to actually attract it to you. So people get caught up in the image of it, but the, but what we're doing is getting in the feeling of the feeling of it. Mm -hmm. So true. But here's, here's the kicker. Here's the missing step. It's about maintaining that feeling after Mm. the visualization is over yes not just during the visualization you can't sit there and do a five or ten minute visualization and then come out and say where's my stuff and (laughs) because what you then do is you've gone right back yep So once you do the visualization and you create the feeling, you have to maintain it. Exactly. And the way you maintain it is exactly like you said, it's through the, then the self-talk. Through through the self-talk, through the Mm. gratitude, through the thankfulness and appreciation. That is how you maintain it. Exactly. So it's the, 
It's yeah, time. it's it's your balance of thought, you know, like here's negative and here's positive. How much of the day were you negative and how much of the day you were positive? Mm-hmm. And if you keep going off on autopilot, you can't really answer that question truthfully because you don't even know where you go during the day. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah, that's the problem. That is a problem because it's the it's the dominant thought pattern. It's your yes. dominant belief because that's right. We're still humans. We're gonna have those negative thoughts. Yep. We're gonna have that passing thought. But yep. what is your dominant belief system? Exactly. And that's why we want to reprogram the subconscious mind because it, it's exactly like you said. You want your default. You want your autopilot to be actually positive yes. and sort of program to what it is that you actually want to have do an experience in the world rather than defaulting to all of the self-limiting belief that has held you back up into this point that's right that's right so the it's not as simple as it appears on the surface there are a lot of (laughs) no it's not it's not and then too it depends on the person you see mm-hmm. it depends everybody's different everyone has different belief system everyone grew up in in a different environment and had a different perspective about their environment so uh in law of attraction really there's no cookie cutter solution it's not like okay here's if, if this is what you look like do this no <laughs> no. no no and and you're so right about like what you were taught growing up, because I know growing up, I grew up in um, the Baptist church and I definitely, and I'll only talk from my own personal experience. There's nothing at all mm-hmm. common to yeah. on any yeah. religion or on any You're church. Sure. This is just my sure. personal. Yeah. And I feel like I was, I wasn't taught how to pray, how to pray correctly. Yes. I was, I was almost taught to like, you know, God, please, God, like begging God and like, yes, just for like these very like surface things and just being like, please, please, like, I have to like, beg God to do all these things. But like, thankfully, my relationship with God energy source has totally changed, where it's we are. Well, I feel like we're co-creating my life. And I know that it's my divine support. And I know that whatever I ask for, I have. So instead of begging God for something, I thank God for it already. I'm like, thank, like, even if it's like something I want in the future, I'm like, thank you, God. I'm so happy and grateful now that blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like I just, it's a totally different energy. It's a totally different vibe. It is. And that's what brings it to you. It's like we were talking before, the law of attraction always works. Prayer always works. Absolutely. We don't have to ever beg. Right. Yeah. See, if you're begging, then there's attachment to the outcome in that, right? And there's lack. There's if if you're begging for something, you believe that you either are not worthy of it or that you'll never have it. Yeah. It's like begging is like somebody is withholding something from you. Right. That you want to pry from them. And it's never like that. It's manifesting is never like that. Right. Because when you ask, it is always given. You just have Mm -hmm. to allow it and you allow it by trusting it. Not by begging. Yeah. And the trust goes back to the uh, attachment to the outcome. Exactly. Because when we don't actually let go, what we're actually saying is God, universe, source, I don't actually trust you. Exactly. To give me what I asked for. Yeah. So I'm actually going to go and handle it myself. And when you go and handle it yourself, that's when you get the mistakes. That's when you get the poor outcomes. That's when you think it doesn't work, but it didn't work because you decided you had to control it. 
You well, decided I mean, you knew better. <laughs> I, I look at it this way. Uh, who has more resources? You or God? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and who has more power? Who, who has, has more, more energy? Power? Who has more exactly. energy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you, so, you know, you hand it over, then stop messing with it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, uh, you have this master chef and this master chef is going to create this beautiful recipe for you, but you keep meddling. Yeah. You know? Put I'm more of salt. Yeah, and yeah exactly. And then you mess up the whole vibe. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just leave the so master true. chef alone yeah. and your stuff will arrive, right? And you just let it go. Exactly. And, you know, and I also think it goes into um, like self, like what we're talking about before, like self concept and believing in your own self worth and value and all of that. Absolutely. I used to have a very codependent personality extremely codependent and I didn't realize that that was rooted in low self-esteem and low self-worth I thought that my value was what I could do for people and show and provide and it was all outside of me I didn't have a sense of my intrinsic value and worth and my own divinity that I didn't have to do anything for anybody in order to be lovable or worthy or chosen or all those things I already am simply because I'm here. And so when I was able to start loving myself more, I realized that, oh, well, I deserve support and I deserve all of this, not just from people, but I actually deserve support from God, universe, divinity. Absolutely. So every day I wake up and I say, God, I'm open and ready to receive your divine support. That's what self-worth is all about Mm -hmm. is, and you know what I have found is that everything that we want, the foundation lies in self-worth, whether it's money or, you know, the way you want to look, your health, your body, whether it's a relationship, all of it rests on your level of self-worth. But self-worth is also the most elusive thing to fix. Because it's like, you know, the thing that's under your nose and you can't see it. It's literally (laughs) like right under your nose so you can't see it. So I I, self-worth is, for me, it was huge when I had this massive aha moment to to understand the fact that self-worth was at the basis of all the issues I was encountering. And then how to deal with that and how to shift that for me was, it was a really big challenge. But but once, and I found that it's to and fro. So you fix a little bit of your money, and it fixes a little bit of your self worth. And then because your self worth is a little bit better, then more money comes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so it's like back and forth, back and forth. It's like a tennis match between self worth and all the other things that are going on in your, in your life. 100%. And, yeah. And that's that's how it gets fixed. Mm-hmm. You can't just work on self-worth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to drive you nuts if you just want to work on self-worth. It's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. And it's like I think for me my shift was I don't like want these things in order to prove I'm valuable and worthy. To yes. me my shift was I'm valuable and worthy. Therefore, I deserve these things. Yes. And that was the energy shift for me where I was wanting to do and have and perform and be all these things in order to prove my worth. But when I realized, no, I'm intrinsically worthy. I don't have to prove anything. Then everything else just shows up. Then everything comes. Then everything comes. 
So it's interesting because we come back to what where we started a, a little <laughs> while ago is that if you're manifesting the things that you want, if you're living the life that you want, then you're you've got it figured out. If things are, if you're heading in the right direction and things are happening, then you've got to figure it out. And if you're doing the, if you think you're doing the work and nothing's shifting, you got to take a second look at what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have to have uh, like discernment as well and, and, and know that there are like, there's micro movement too. And yes. again, it's not being attached to what that, that outcome is, but being in tune with. I'm doing the work, but maybe like a little shift happened and it's your direction. You you're on the right path. You know, a little yeah. shift happened, you're on the right path. And to not take those little, you know, micro momentum, micro no. movement for granted. Those are, those are all really important. In fact, yeah. I think that when those tiny little things happen, to celebrate them big time, because that's the universe sending you a message that you're heading in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So I call them million dollar parking spaces. I'm, Ooh, I'm like, yes, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, have a video, I have a video about it on my YouTube channel. But here's the thing. You see, if you asked for a parking space and you get it, it's the same amount of energy. Mm -hmm. It's the same universe answering in the same way. It's like a million dollar parking spot. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. for the universe, it does not take any more energy or effort to give you a parking spot as compared to a million dollars. It's the exactly. same effort and energy. Yeah. It's just in our heads that we think that one is bigger than the other, but from the perspective of the universe, they are equal. So exactly. I tell people that I, you know, I tell my students, when you start manifesting the parking spots and the free coffees and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and things like that, that's, those are mil worth a million dollar each. Easily. It's so funny that you said free coffee. I'll tell you a, a quick little thing that happened to me. I was doing um, my meditations and I was like visualizing. And then at the end, I was just like, you know, you know, God, if you, if you've received, if you've received what I've, you know, put mm -hmm. out there, if you yeah. received what I asked for, if I'm on the right path, I want some free coffee. Literally, that's what I said. I said, I want some free coffee. Right. And then I let it go. I, I let it go what about my day you know stayed in good head space doing my stuff whatever didn't think about it didn't think about it the next day I'm walking this is this is, this is an honest to god true story I'm walking down the street because I always like to walk in like just walk around I'm walking yeah. down yeah I got to this intersection and I looked across the street and there was I, I forgot what it is it was either like a library or a church or, or something and outside and it was a Sunday so it probably was a church something like that and outside was a table with coffee. <laughs> and I was just like, free coffee. It, it didn't come the way I thought it would. I thought I'm yeah. going to go to Starbucks and someone's going to be like, oh, Candy, I'll get your mocha for you. Yeah. Or my yeah. friend would come over and it's like, oh, I yeah. thought you would drink. Like it yeah. didn't happen. It was again, yeah. I wasn't, I thought I knew how it would come, but I wasn't attached to how it came. Yeah. yeah. And it was God showing me you're on the right path. I heard you. Yeah. And it, and it showed up as Isn't that wonderful? free coffee. That's totally and I amazing. got chills yeah. and I just said, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank Absolutely. you, God. I receive it. You know, because yes. it was just like, I needed that sign. I needed that confirmation that I was on the right path, not to give yes. up and that God heard me. 
Absolutely. And I was like, give me some free coffee, God. And, <laughs> and I literally was at the intersection and I looked over. I, I, I promise you, this is the truth. I looked over and on the table was it was the coffee in like the little like canisters and then yep. all the stuff. Yep. And it was just so clear to me. It was like free coffee. There you go. Your, your answer came. And my right? answer came. And my and answer that's, came. that's the thing. When you're not attached, things happen so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's attachment that pushes them away. So if you exactly. had put that out there and then you had said, oh, where's my coffee? Where's my coffee? Where <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> I don't see any coffee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Then you would have pushed it away. Yeah. Yeah. And everything works the same way, whether it's coffee or it's mm-hmm. a relationship or, you know, yeah. whatever it is that you want, everything works the same way. That's what makes it a law. It is a law because exactly. it works the same way for everyone every time every There's time no discrimination in god's world exactly we're all we're all god's children and all that's the same. actually a part of tapping into the power of law of attraction the power of manifesting the power of co-creating our reality is knowing that we are of god we are of yes. source we're not separate from so we yes. don't have to beg you know, we don't exactly. have to do all of that yes it's you know, like you're asking yourself us. and begging and begging it, right it's your it's yeah. like you're asking yourself and you're begging and in yeah. fact this morning I was doing a talk in one of my groups and I was saying to the people who were assembled it's like you know you're you're trying to pick up something with your left hand and then it's too heavy so you ask your right hand to help so are you, you know, are you going, is, does the left hand have to thank the right hand now? Yeah. Yeah. Please help no. me. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so it's, that's what it is. Our relationship with source, mm-hmm. we are an extension of source. Exactly. So exactly. we are one and the same. So there's no such thing. You, you just, it's, you flow with it. You mm-hmm. flow with it. Yeah. You, you and source and God are the same. Are the same. Exactly. So and when you ask, it is never withheld. Never, never, never. It's like the, your right hand saying, no, I'm not going to help the left hand. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not going to help you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that, that makes us not have access to it is thinking that we're separate from it. Exactly. Because if you are of something, you always have access to it. it exactly. It's always there for always you. Always there. And it is. Yes. The only reason why we don't tap into it is because we forgot that divinity lives in us. And it's yes. remembering who the truth of who you are. Yeah. And yeah. the truth of who you are is really rooted in love and divine support. Yeah. 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 So when my son was little um, and I was figuring out ways to, to teach him, mm-hmm. um, at his level, at his language level, I would always, if he asked me something, I would tell him, ask the God inside you. Yes. Yes. Right. So when you said that just now, it reminded me that I used to do that to him. I would say, okay, what's the God inside you telling you to do? Exactly. Follow your own guidance. Follow your own guidance because your your intuition, that whisper is always there to to protect you. And a question I get a lot is how do you know if it's your intuition talking or if it's insecurity or talking? And I think it's just intuition is always rooted in love and insecurity is just always rooted in fear. 
Like, are you fearful of something? Are you, are you anxious? Are you trying to control something? True. And then also I think in the body, it's different. Like your intuition, it's calm. It's that, it's that calm whisper of like, can't go right, go left, do this, do that, where your, where your insecurity is anxious and, and fight or flight and it's all erratic and chaotic, but your, yes. your intuition is always calm and steady and peace sure. because it's actually yes. trying to, to show you the right way. So here's, uh, here's how I look at it. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. There's chaos in your thoughts when you're in a place of fear mm-hmm. and the voice of your inner guidance is sure in that chaos it's like a lighthouse that's calling you mm-hmm. so you it resonates with you but here's what how i explain it to people when i'm teaching them about intuition mm-hmm. is that your intuition is a pattern interrupt it interrupts mm-hmm. your pattern of thinking and that's how you know it wasn't you thinking because it wasn't a thought that came from you. It is a pattern interrupt. Oh, thought. I love that. It's an yeah. intervention. It's like an intervention. The, the voice of your intuition is an intervention. You weren't thinking that way. And suddenly it popped into your head. That's God's voice. And it's always a pattern interrupt. It's always an intervention. And it feels like that. It's like, What? I never yeah. thought of, you know, like you, yeah. really the, I ne- I, you get excited. I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah. Right. Those are the words. Mostly people will say, oh my God, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. It came to me from out of the blue. No, no, no. It didn't come to you out of the blue. It came from your guidance when you became open to hearing it. Exactly. Because it's not like the guidance wasn't there. It was always there, but you weren't in a place to hear it. Mm-hmm. You, came, you came into a place of allowing it to be heard and it popped. So it's always like that. It's a pattern interrupt. A hundred percent. And it's almost full circle because that's when you know when and how to act. Yes, exactly. You know? And there is no doubt about it. There's you no just doubt. take it and you run with it because there's sureness and there's a knowing in it. Exactly. And it's yeah. rooted in that love and it's not Absolutely. rooted in the, in the attachment or to, or to control. It's that inspired, inspired action. The inspiration came from God. The inspiration exactly. came from your intuition. That's when you know how to act. That's right. And then the thing to do is to act right away. Yeah. That's the other thing. If you postpone, if you say, oh, I'm not sure, you know, then what you do is you're killing that door, that door open just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And what we want is we want that channel of communication with God to be wide open, not partway open. But if, if you're getting information, if you're getting guidance and you don't use that guidance, then you're training yourself to not hear it. Mm-hmm. And, and what we want to do is the other way around. We want to use it so that more comes. When you Absolutely. use it, it's like a muscle, right? The muscles that you use, you exercise a muscle, it becomes stronger. Yeah. So we want that same communication to be reinforced. Absolutely. And, it, and again, full circle, I think that comes back to trust in self and self-concept. Yes. Because when you get that, you know, that divine inspiration, that, that intuition, do you trust yourself enough? And are you confident enough in yourself 
to act and to act immediately. Yes, that's right. Or do you have to second guess it? Ask all of your friends what you should do. Ask blah, 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 what you should do. Everyone's saying this, but you know, this voice told me that blah, 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 blah. Or do you have enough trust in God, enough trust in source, enough trust in universe, and most importantly, enough trust in yourself to yes. act on it without having to have any external validation? Because I think a lot of times we get stunted and Caught. we self-sabotage yes. That's right. yeah. because we look outside of ourselves rather than sign what God already told us to do. Exactly. So just go with it. Don't go debate. Don't Trust debate. That. <laughs> that's right. Like, I mean, come on. Here you are with the entity that created the whole world, mm -hmm. the entity that makes the sunrise every day. And you're going to take advice from your neighbor. Right. Take advice from Joe Schmo when, right. when, when God like already gave you this. Yeah. And it's, and it's again, it's saying, I, well, I don't really trust you, God, and I don't really trust myself. Yeah. So let me look outside of myself exactly. to, to tell exactly. me what I should do when exactly. God already told you what to do. That's right. And, and the, and taking it a step further, yeah. nothing can ever go wrong. Because if you really trust God and you take that step and it doesn't work out exactly the way you thought it would work out, it's just God taking you through a, a, a detour. Exactly. Yeah. It's right? like, um, Sometimes you need a detour because the straight mm -hmm. path has too many obstacles on it. Exactly. And so again, don't worry about it. Exactly. Trusting and not being right. attached and knowing yes. that you asked for it. It is yours. Now let God guide you to the That's highest, right. best way to yes. get it. You are still always heading in the right direction. Always. It's like our, it's like our GPS where it's like the, the woman on the GPS, rerouting, take a exactly. left, rerouting, right. blah, blah, blah. Exactly. The destination is still there. That's right. That's right. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry if you can't see the destination. You know, because it's like you're driving in the fog, you know, the road hasn't disappeared. It's still there. Yeah. It's still there. You just got to keep going. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And once so, we're in that, oh, go ahead. That's no, that's, I was just going to say that's trust, right? There's fog. I can't see, but there's someone else who's doing the seeing for me. Mm -hmm. You have to trust that it's there. That's right. And one prayer that I always say is God, my feet, your fire. Like I will do my part but I need your, I need your fire. I need your anointing. I need your blessing to take it to that next level that I can do. So I always say, God, my feet, your fire, like, show me what to do. Yes. Give me the inspired action. I yes. will trust you that I will do it. Like I'll do the action, but you I need your fire on it. And Ooh, I, trust I love this. To, to Cause you have to give God it. something to bless. Yes. I love it. And, and, you know, I do the same thing with a, a little bit, uh, um, of a modification and yeah. that is and that and my modification on what you just said is i just asked for my next next step not the whole yes. route you know yes. i don't say god show me the whole route of how i'm <laughs> going to get there right i just say god universe i want my next step whatever exactly. that is whatever and that then is. i take that next step then show me more mm -hmm. because 
because sometimes if you get shown the whole route, then you're like, why is Google taking me in this direction? I never go there. Right. You know, this is wrong. I'm going to take my own advice and go the yep. other way. Yep. And next thing you know, you're stuck in a massive traffic jam. Exactly. Well, there was a reason why, right? So I've learned. Why. I've I've learned not to ask for too much information. Mm -hmm. It's on a need to know basis. I just need to know my next step. I don't need to know the whole shebang because it can change. It's a shifting thing. Today, that route might look like it's clear, but tomorrow there might be a hazard on it. And I'm going to give God permission mm -hmm. to take me around it. I'm not going to dig in my heels and say, nope, 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 nope. I'm not going to go. Yeah. yeah. And even um, what came up for me, for me when you were talking, I also use that for just clarity and focus in my, and just like my day-to-day -day life as yes. well. Cause I, I, I have a tendency, I'm a creative person and I have a tendency to want to do everything at once. I'm like, I'm going to write, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And I just want to do everything at once. And it's just like, Candy, calm down, take deep breath, <laughs> relax. <laughs> and so I have to start my day or when I get into those 15 things I want to do running through my head, I just breathe and I just get calm and I say, God, just show me what it, what is it that I need to focus on right now? What Absolutely. is it that I exactly. need to, like, what is the most important thing That's that I right. need to prioritize right now? Yeah. Because, you know, even with like the, yep. like you said, the GPS I hear you. Route, but even in my life, like I wake up and I'm like, I gotta do a newsletter. I gotta do this content. Oh, I got to post in a Facebook group. Oh, I, like, it's just like so many yep. things. And it's yep. just like, yep. calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, get, totally. get your thoughts out of the way and just ask God, God, what is the one thing I need to focus on right now? Yeah. God always tells me. That's right. Always. Always tells me. And I'm like, I got it. And then the next thing I we'll need go to from there. On, exactly. And then go from there. One thing at a time. One See, this is the thing. I used to be the queen of multitasking. <laughs> queen of multitasking. Oh, oh my it. God. Tell me I, I, I had like <laughs> 10 different things going on at the same time. Yep. And it used to drive me nuts. And then as I started understanding more about law of attraction, would you believe it? This is all law of attraction. <laughs> <laughs> is that I recognize the power of focus. Yes. And if I just focus on this task that I'm doing, I can get it done really well and really fast mm -hmm. and then move on to the next one. And so yes. I used to be like the crazy, you know, <laughs> spinning around. Yep. Uh, and, and then I, I stopped it. I had a dream yeah. one night. I had a dream, uh, Candy, and my mm -hmm. dream was that I was locked in a room. And this room, it was a circular room and it had so many drawers around it. Like there were doors all around this circular room. And I was going to every door and I was trying to pull it open. I tried to pull it. I tried to push it. Nothing. None of the doors were opening. And then I said, I gave up. I sat on the floor and I thought about it. And suddenly I had uh, this guidance come into my head. And the guidance said, don't try all the doors. Just put all your energy into one. To one door. Yes. Into one door. And so that's what I did. I put my shoulder into one door and I busted that door open. Yes. And so when that dream had such a huge impact on me, when I woke up, I was like, okay, I have to stop this multitasking thing. I'm yeah. going to put all my, my energy into one thing. Yeah. And then I'm going to accomplish that. Yeah. 
give myself a pat on the back and move on to the next one. And I can tell you, ever since I started doing things that way, I have so much more control in my life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like, oh my God, I have, you know, Chaos. the weight of the world, the weight yeah. of the world on my shoulders. And yeah. I'm just getting buried under this huge, massive weight. I've become much calmer and um, I just feel so much more confident. I wake up now and I am relaxed. Mm. I am excited about my day and I'm relaxed. Whereas previously, I used to be a nervous wreck. How am I going to get all of this done? Yeah. Right? Yep. All the anxiety and chaos. And I think... I think you're, you're a thousand percent right. When you get that clarity and that focus on the one thing, clarity brings peace. Yes, You are absolutely. clear on what it is you're doing and where it is you're going and what it yeah. is you want. You have peace and then you also have direction because yeah. then you know, well, because when you're clear on what the focus is, when you're clear on what you want, that brings peace. So when you start doing things that are outside of that and it starts to disturb that piece, that right there is an indication. Eh, 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 You're on the wrong road. Yep, exactly. So so then it gives you that like, no, 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 you're disturbing the piece. It's disturbing the piece. Exactly. And I was, I forgot, I I was talking to someone about this too. And I was talking to them about it, like, yes, in like our businesses and what we want to do, but also in our personal life. I was like, now I'm at a place where I just have such inner peace and inner calmness and inner joy that anytime something or someone disturbs that, it's like, nope, I can't, gotta go, bye. Gotta well, yeah, exactly, the phone, yeah. Go yeah. the other way. Yeah. I'm like, you're activating my pain body. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like how I feel. But prior to that, um, I was saying how inside was the chaos. It wasn't yes. the, it was the anxiety. It was the yeah. trying to do everything. It was the people pleasing. It was the codependence. Yeah. It was Been all there. of that. You know, yeah. and so when someone brought that drama and chaos to me, I would just he- head right into it because it was what felt familiar. I didn't realize that my internal world was dysfunctional and unhealthy and chaotic because that was what I knew. Yeah. But exactly. then when I was able to shift from chaos to peace, from dysfunction to function, you know, from drama to joy, that's when I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. because now that's no longer the center of myself now I am my center my own well-being my first and best priority and nothing is no one is worth disturbing my peace exactly it takes but you know here's what I found is that takes so much practice right Yeah, years. So when when <laughs> you start, yeah, years. when you yeah, start yeah. prioritizing yourself like that, saying no becomes so so easy. It yeah. becomes yeah. like no problem at all. But you do it with love. You you don't hurt other people's feelings while you say no to them. And I think that for me was big in the sense that um, you can say no and still be loving and caring. Exactly. Exactly. It's all with um, compassion. Yeah. It's like that saying, like the truth about compassion is cruelty. So yeah. the same thing. You can yeah, set exactly. boundaries, but you do it in a loving and compassionate way. This has been so great. I know our time is winding down, but I just wanted to thank you so much. I know I personally have been so inspired and just so many goosebump moments <laughs> talking to you. 
So if there was one thing that you wanted to leave us all with, what would that one thing be? Dr. Wayne Dyer's beautiful words. What someone thinks about you is none of your business. Ah, I love that. That, that phrase, that phrase he said, I, I went to see him in Toronto. He said those words. I brought them home. I put them on a yellow sticky, put them in my <laughs> bathroom on my mirror. And I repeated them every day until I started living them. Yes. So important so not important. to let other people influence who you really are. Candy, I've had yes. so much fun talking Me to you. Too. I could talk to you forever. Same, same. And for everyone watching and listening, um, all of her books, all of her unlimited universe mastermind groups, her 40-day workout, everything will be linked below in the show notes and the description box. You can go, you can grab her books, you can get her courses, you can get all of the great stuff. But just so we can hear it, tell us where we can find you. Um, my website is Z Mahoon. So my first initial and my last name, Z-M-A-H-O-O-N.com. Uh, and my social handle is also Z Mahoon. So you can just put in Z Mahoon and I'll pop up everywhere. Yay. Thank you so much. And so for everyone watching, as always, be well, take care of yourself and each other. And I will see you next time. Bye. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer, Candy Washington, helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.